Good morning, Living Word. Good morning, morning Mennonites. God bless you. It's a brand new day. You know how we start our day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for joining with me again this morning as we continue to talk about living with purpose. But first, I want to make sure everybody has acknowledged the presence of God in their lives this morning. You have lift up your hands and give him praise. You at least talk to him. At least say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up. I'm in my right mind. I know who I am. I know who my family is. I know where I work. You know, many people woke up this morning. They had functionality of their limbs and, you know, legs and everything else, but no functionality in their mind. They can't remember who they are. They're suffering with so many mental issues. But we can really give God Amen. The fact that you have the ability to give God thanks, you should just give him thanks. Because many people look like you do, live where you live, and do not have this cognitive ability to do what you are capable of doing this morning. So open up your mouth, give God thanks, shout, say thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord. You are the best thing that ever happened to me. Amen. Acknowledge God in your life each and every day day then make sure you're speaking to yourself encourage yourself in the lord amen make sure you do that each and every day speak to your world command things to line up get the get the world ready for your arrival <laughs> get your world ready for your arrival amen and you will see how things will begin to shape up and change in your life when you speak forward speak forward speak forth be prophetic in your utterances. Don't just speak backwards or just speak to things that are taking place, but speak forward. Don't just repeat what has happened, but speak what you want to see happen in your life. It is amazing how speaking forward works. It really does work. Give it a, give it a try. Try it. Try it for a week. Try it for a month and see if some things doesn't change in your life. I promise you, they absolutely will. All right. All right. So we, we, we're going to continue talking about living with purpose today. We're going to this is segment three, living with purpose, uniquely equipped for his purpose. We are uniquely equipped for his purpose. Now, understanding this, understanding that we are equipped for God's purpose is essential in embracing and living out our calling. You and I call for a purpose. Right. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 and verse 10. Now, this is amazing. I really love this scripture. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. You like that? You and I are God's masterpiece. That means he took time to create us. We are a masterpiece. We are the best of his creation. Yes, we are. You know, when somebody creates a masterpiece, people always say that's the best he has ever done. Yeah. Well, we are God's masterpiece. We are the best of his creation. Consider yourself amazing. We are amazing creatures. Why? Because we are God's 
masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things that he has planned for us long ago. So what that word is saying that before the world even came into existence, we were already on God's mind. He had a reason for creating us. We are his masterpiece. The King James Version said we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in. So God already has ordained a path. He has given us a purpose. We are unique in our talents and our gifting. How, how are we unique? Think about this. You are the only one. Seven billion people on the face of this earth now. And multi-millions of people have gone on before you, and yet your fingerprint is never duplicated. <laughs> you are unique. Yeah, you can put your unique signature on humanity based on who you are, based on your purpose. So listen, you are uniquely equipped for your purpose. Nobody can do what you do. God has gifted you for you to get it done. You have a reason for living. You have a purpose in this life. He has created us anew in Christ. We are brand new. We are new creatures in Christ. We have newness all over us. We are unique. We have, we have been purpose. We have a reason. And for that, we can give God thanks. And so this verse right here emphasizes that we're not ordinary people. We're not ordinary beings, but rather we are masterpieces created by God himself. We have been created anew in Christ Jesus. And with this new identity, we are empowered to fulfill the good works that God prepared for us even before we came into existence. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The fact that we're in Christ now, we are empowered to fulfill God's purpose for our life. In Ephesians 1 and verse 4, the New Living Translation puts it this way. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Simple means God chose us before before he made the worlds, <laughs> you, you were already in existence. You were already chosen by God. You know, I was praying. I said, God, I cannot wait to get back to the place where I first knew you. <laughs> Amen. I want to remember who I was, who I am way before you created the world. I want that knowledge back. Amen. Coming into the world, we come in as empty vessels, empty shells, and we have to regain knowledge about the system, this world system, and about who God is. And so he lets us know that before the world was made, he chose us. And he chose us to be holy and without fault. Simple means he chose us to be perfect in all that we do. Isn't that amazing? God has empowered us for perfection. Yeah, he said, be holy as I am holy. He said, be perfect or I'm perfect. And so he would never put something on you that he has not empowered you to accomplish. Amen. He would never put anything on you that's not his purpose for your life. 
or the fact that he says that he made you to be holy without fault, that is his plan for your life, even before you came into existence. In 1 Peter 4, verse 10, it says, um, it says, 1 Peter 4, verse 10 and 11, it highlights, highlights our unique gifting and purpose within the body of Christ. It says, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things. He really has. Look, let me read it out loud. It says, as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And so God has given us all unique abilities. And then the scripture goes on, so says, so if God giving you the ability to prophesy, speak out with much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving, then serve well. If you're a teacher, teach well. And so these scriptures reveals to us that God really has bestowed upon us specific gifts and abilities upon every individual. And these gifts are meant to be used for the benefit of others and to bring glory to God. So let me remind you, your purpose is not your choice. Your purpose is not just to benefit you, but it's to benefit others and also to bring glory to God. And so God has uniquely gifted everyone based on the need that is in the earth and need that's in the body of Christ. We all can't be hands. We all can't be feet. We all can't be eyes. We all can't be ears. We all can't be heads. Everybody part has its own function. Eyes got its own function. Ears got its own function. Mouth got a function. And what? It makes the body complete. And so you and I have been uniquely gifted in the overall scheme of God's plan for the body of Christ while we're in the earth. So when we all are functioning according to our gifting, now the body is being able to build up until it comes to perfection in Jesus Christ. Amen. And when we recognize our unique gifting and purpose, it is crucial because it allows us to embrace and celebrate our individuality. Amen. There's nothing wrong with you being different from everybody else. Nothing wrong with you having different gifting. We all don't speak in tongues. We all don't lay hands on the sick and they recover. We all don't prophesy. We all have unique gifts. Everybody are not mechanics. Everybody can't be nurses. Everybody can't be doctors, right? Everybody. No, we all are unique. We have different functions. Imagine if everybody did the same thing. So many things will be left undone. Amen. And just as each part of the human body has its distinct role and function, we too have been designed with a specific purpose within the larger body of Christ. So you and I have a specific purpose. We must find out what it is and you must know that your, your purpose is unique it is for you. You can't say, God, give it to somebody else. Let somebody else do it. <laughs> because I'm too young. I don't know what I'm doing. That's when we need to go to God and let God download in us the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that we need to fulfill our purpose in the earth. 
And so our gifts, our talents, our passions, and experiences all contribute to the fulfillment of God's purpose in our lives and in the body of Christ and in the world. Amen. So living out our purpose requires us to identify and develop our God-given gifts. It involves discovering our areas of strength. That is so important that we need to recognize our areas of strength. We also need to know our weaknesses, right? So we, the weaknesses, if they're part of our purpose, then we need to work on it to build them up that they may become strength. And so when we see our strength, we need to just get, go ahead and work in our strong areas, right? And so it involves discovering our areas of strength and passion, as well as nurturing and honing those abilities. So when you recognize your strength, you, you need to work on it, build it up, hone those skills that you become into perfection. Don't be like the good for nothing servant in Matthew 25. He says, he says, I was afraid and I went and hid that talent in the earth. So you know what he did? God gave him a talent. He did absolutely nothing with it. The Bible said he hid it in the earth. Can you imagine that? God give you a talent and you do nothing with it. Sadly, many of us are doing that. We do nothing with our gift and nothing with our talent, nothing to benefit God. Matter of fact, many of us don't even know what our gifts are. We don't even know what our talents are. Why? Because we've never sought God for our talents. We never sought God for our gifted. And some of us know it, but we just hide it. We, we don't want to be called on because we don't want the responsibility of being called on. Amen. But <clears throat> what did God do to the one who hid his talent? If you go to Matthew 25 and verse 30, the passage translation put it, put it this way. Then the master said to his other servants. The other servants were the ones who used and um, increased on their talents. He says, now throw that good for nothing servant far away from me into outer darkness where there will be great misery and anguish. God doesn't even like a good for nothing. God wants us to use our gifting and our talents to benefit each other and to bring glory to his name. Remember I said your purpose is not your choice. God is the one who assigned a purpose to you you must recognize what it is and use it to glorify God and to benefit yourself and your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. So don't sit on your gifting. God hates that. He doesn't want you sitting on your gifting. He doesn't want you sitting on your talent. He doesn't want you taking the things he's given you and are doing nothing with it. Remember what I said, the Bible says, if you serve, then serve well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If you're a preacher, preach well. Whatever God has gifted you to do, do it at the best of your ability. Do it as unto the Lord. Amen. If you're a nurse, be the best nurse ever. And not only use your nursing skills in the secular realm, but use it in the body of Christ. 
right? If you're a financial master, a financial teacher, you're a stockbroker, not only must you be a stockbroker very well in a secular world, but make sure you're helping and you're teaching your brothers and sisters how to grow and do better in the financial arena. Amen. We cannot forget about each other. You know, a lot of us do our jobs, whether we're mechanics, whether we're electricians, whatever it is. And we never really consider, even cater to the body of Christ. Why is that? Our gifting and our talents is not just to benefit you, benefit the secular world. It's first to benefit your brothers and sisters, benefit the kingdom of God, and bring glory to God. And what we're all doing and using our gift and using our talent to build up the body of Christ, the body of Christ will lack nothing. Yeah, one of the reasons why the body of Christ is in lack is because those who are gifted know they're gifted. They never use it to benefit the kingdom of heaven. They simply benefit the secular world and benefit themselves. But whatever gifting you have, some of you are great thinkers. Why not use that in the kingdom of heaven to, to build up the kingdom of heaven right here in the earth realm? Use it. You're gifting. You have been uniquely gifted by God, not just to benefit yourself and to get paid in the secular realm, but also to build up the kingdom of God, build up the body of Christ. Amen. And secondly, refuse. Refuse to be good for nothing. Refuse to sit on your gifts and never use them to help your brothers and sisters. Refuse it. Refuse to do that. Say, I refuse to be a good for nothing in the kingdom of heaven. I have a gift. I have a talent. And I'm going to use it for the Lord. I'm going to use it to benefit the Lord. I'm going to use it to benefit his kingdom here on earth. Because it's only what I do for God that's going to last. <laughs> I know some of you make, you want to make sure you're making your supervisor, your managers, your CEOs. You want to make sure they're happy. But what about God? <laughs> Are you making him happy? Remember, at the end of the day, it's not your supervisor that you're going to stand before. No, it's going to be your heavenly father that you're going to stand before. And he's going to ask you about your gift and your talent. Did you use it to benefit the kingdom of heaven? Can you do anything in the kingdom of heaven without seeking to get paid? I mean, can you do anything at all in the kingdom of heaven just to benefit someone in the kingdom of heaven, to benefit the body of Christ? Are there anyone in today's realm that would want to do that? You know, so many people, they will do nothing in the kingdom of heaven unless there's a financial benefit from it. Not understanding that their the eternal benefit is far greater than the financial benefit they can receive in the earth. Hmm? You got to ask yourself that a question. Or, or you're just hiding your gifts and you're not doing anything with it. Let me encourage you to get your gifts, stir it up. And begin to use your gifting in the body of Christ. In 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 5, it says, Examine yourself to see if you are truly in the faith. If your faith is genuine, test yourself. Test yourself to see if you're really faithful to the gifting and the talents that God has given you. Are you using it for God's glory? 
Test yourself. Examine yourself. And as children of God, as we are actively engaged in using our gifts of God's purpose, we can experience a deep sense of fulfillment and joy knowing that we are making meaningful contribution in alignment with our divine calling. So when you're using your gifts, it brings joy because you are bringing, you're causing meaningful contribution. You're giving meaningful contribution in the kingdom of heaven. Somebody's being helped by your gifting. Somebody's being transformed by your talent. You are benefiting somebody. And in the end of it, God is getting glory. Amen. And I want to remind you one more time. Your purpose is not about personal achievement or recognition, but about blessing and serving others. See, I realize some folks will not do anything unless they get the, the credit for it or if it, unless somebody praised them about it or mentioned their names. Well, that's fine. Your reward is just going to be earthly. But when you do it and you, you're doing it just to glorify God, your reward is eternal. Amen. And so our gifts and our abilities are tools given us by, by our creator to be used in love and humility for the betterment of those around us. Remember I said you are uniquely gifted, you're uniquely talented, and it's to use to benefit others and to benefit God, to benefit the kingdom of God and bring him glory. And as we operate in our unique purpose, we can impact lives, bring healing, speak truth, and build up the body of Christ. You know, Ephesians 4 in verse 12, it says our responsibility is, is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be maturing the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. That's Ephesians 4 and verse 12 and 13. This must continue. God has given us gifts, pastors, apostles, teachers, evangelists, right? God has given those gifts to build up the body of Christ. You know, my duty, one of my duties is to teach. One of my duties is to build up the body of Christ. And I take great pleasure in doing that. Whatever it is God is, want me to do, whether I got to fix the lights, whether I got to sweep the floor, whatever I need to do, I will do it to the honor and glory of God. Amen. Because this is bringing glory to God, bringing attention to God. Amen. And I said, we must serve with humility, we must serve with the understanding that we are not just serving man, we are serving God. So in summary, recognizing that we are uniquely equipped for God's purpose, it allows us to embrace our individuality, celebrate our gifts, and engage wholeheartedly in fulfilling our calling. Amen. Ephesians 2 verse 10, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 6. Verse 4 to 6 reminds us that we are God's masterpieces created with intention and purpose. So let us cultivate and steward the gifts that he has given us, using them to serve others and bring glory to his name. Amen. Make sure you're using your gifts to serve others and to bring glory to the name of our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. 
Father, we thank you again for this great opportunity, God, to use our gifts. God, thank you for reminding us, God, that we all have unique abilities. You've been, we have uniquely equipped for your purpose. I thank you, Father. Father, there's no one else like me. I'm unique in seven billion people. God, you made us all unique. We all have separate fingerprints, never duplicated. And so, Father, letting us know that we are unique. We can never be duplicated. And the things you have called us to, the gifting you have given us, how we do it, how we celebrate, is unique amongst every individual. And for this, we give you thanks. Thank you, Father. You are a God of creativity. God, you are so creative in all that you do. Hallelujah. So we thank you for the gifting that you have given us. We thank you for the talent you have given us. We thank you for the abilities that you have given us. Hallelujah. For you gave it to us, God, that we may be successful in this life by serving you, serving others, building up of the body of Christ. And at the end of it, God, you will get the ultimate glory and the ultimate praise because we have done what we are in the earth to do. I pray, Father, that the listeners will embrace their giftedness, they'll embrace their talents, they'll embrace their abilities and begin to use it, God, to benefit your kingdom right here on earth and to bring you honor and to bring glory to your name. Father, I thank you for it. Thank you for your word today that helps to push us to be perfect, to be holy, to be righteous, to be active. Your word said we must always be abounding in your work. And so I pray, Father, we will always abound in, in your work when we have recognized our purpose. Father, we give you praise. Now we thank you for the, for the favor that is on our heads, the increase that is on our hands, and the swiftness that is on our feet. We thank you for forgiving our past, preserving our present, guaranteeing our future, and we thank you for there's not a feeble one amongst us. For we're healthy, we're wealthy, we are strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. Father, we give you glory, we give you honor and praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <music>